Wow. God is good. Thank you, thank you. This is an important day. I put a clean shirt on, right? My socks match. It's just an amazing time. It doesn't take much for me to get overwhelmed. And uh, one of the things I want to get off my chest is that I'm amongst greatness. And, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit about identity. But I'm in a house that celebrates greatness. And because you are in this house, because you're maybe watching us online, you share that call. That is yours. Becomes, what does that look like? How do I walk that out? What's it going to be? What, what things are going to change, right? But it's not, it doesn't just happen up here, you see. I hope you're catching this. Are you, get, you getting this? Nobody's squirming yet, so I can't, be, I can't be doing a really good job. It's you folks. You, 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 you are going to make the difference. What a great day, what a great day, what a great day. I was so moved uh, when Chuck played O Canada, I thought, wow, I could have just wept. It hits a chord in us. What does that mean when you hear our national anthem? Strong and free, despite the circumstance, not because of, but does that make sense? despite the circumstance. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, freedom, what it looked like, calling, what it looks like. It's interesting when you, for myself, when you're, you're for me, when I'm putting together something, see, see, when I grow up, I want to be able to preach just like Kevin, right? He just gets up here, God bless Kevin, he comes up with about 20 or 30 pages of notes, if he gets to page two, how does that happen? Because it's a download. And I, I just celebrate that. Me, if one of my pages are gone, we might as well go home, right? So, so, but nonetheless. So, Father, I just thank you for each person in this house. I thank you, Father God, for each person online. Father, just release your Holy Spirit, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That's how it's going to happen. That's what's going to change lives. That's what's going to shift our thinking. That's what's going to make the impossible possible, Father God. When we step into that realm where the Holy Spirit comes and just opens the doors, where he makes a way where we don't see a way. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? And I'll bet you in this ministry we're celebrating here, coming out of this house, there might have been a time where, well, I don't see how this is going to happen. I have no idea. The people we're going to need, the finances, uh, transportation, lodging, how's that going to all happen? But you see, you witnessed this, and out they go. And Stacy, I suspect that before she stepped onto this platform, if I was going to ask her, well, what are you going to say? Well, I don't know. But it's in the going, it's in the stepping out, 
that Father meets you at that place. You see, if we don't step out, come on, come on, come on, right? If we don't step out, there's no reason to get the download. That's why I'll just pick on me. When I sit in that seat and I don't move out, I don't, I don't hear God. He doesn't need to give me anything. I'm quite comfy. Keep the heat around, you know, 20, 21, 70, 72 for the older folks like me. But this is for every person. So I'm going to go to Judges 6. Now, just so you know, and I just feel the need to thank those people in the crow's nest up there who make the, the scriptures pop up, all that sort of stuff. And, and it just, it's magical. But if I quote a scripture and it's not up there, it's, that's on me. I didn't give it to them, you see. I'm, like even this morning, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I talked about confirmation. So I'm thinking, I think this is a, a, a right-on word. So I'm, I'm uh, just sitting alone as uh, she decides to have a shower today, which is the, the custom. So why she do Well, she does that a lot, you know. <laughs> and... Um, Move along, move along. Anyways, so I, I flick on the telly, and there's one preacher, and I won't name him, comes on and talks about sin. After you've been baptized, you still sin. I thought, that's not very uplifting. Fortunately, I got the remote, and, I, and Lona's taught me how to work it, right? She's, she's in it. Went down one channel, boom! He's talking about Yes, Judges 6. He's a little better looking than I am. He's got nicer hair. It's kind of blonde and nice. And, you know, much like Pastor Brent's, but nonetheless. So that was my confirmation. So, so let's just get on with it. So here we are, Judges, chapter 6. I'm using the New King James. First verse. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hands of Midian for seven years. That's not a good thing. Seven years. Oh, I hurt somebody's ears already. I'm just getting going. I'm sorry. Is it okay? Yeah. Wait till they leave the room. Good stuff. <laughs> so they're in a heap of trouble. Why? Because they disobeyed. And so God delivered them into the hands of their enemies. Let's jump down to uh, verse 6. So Israel was greatly impoverished. That means they don't got no money. They don't got much. I don't know about their housing situation. They're impoverished. He, uh, because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. Wow! Isn't it neat for us when we can, we can ask for something before it becomes acute, before we get into trouble, before something overtakes us, we can go into that place. Isn't that right? Of, say, Father, I don't, what's your counsel on this? I don't, I, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. And, and I, like, I love telling stories on people, other people, because it makes me look good, right? So I was talking with Chuck this morning, and, um, and Chuck was, said, you know, we had it all figured out on Thursday, but something didn't click. Now, 
Thursday is when they figure out all the stuff for worship. You know, dot the I's, cross the T's, get it all figured out. But he dared to just respond to what Father had for him and changed in the heartbeat. And I would say it was blessed and it was of the Lord, right? So I just, hey, come on, let's do that. That's a, and I know it's, he's saying it, it's all Father, it's all Father, but, 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 but just to have that kind of boldness. And so just pressed in on the Lord. Verse 11. Now, the angel of the Lord came and sat underneath a special tree. I don't know what that word is there. But is that okay? Can I kind of skip over that a little bit? Which was in a town. It sounds like Oprah, but I think it's pronounced Ophrah. Is that right? Like an F, Ophrah? Which belonged to Joash and his wife. I'm working really hard here. While his son Gideon threshed wheat in the wine press in order to hide it from the Midianites. You hear about Gideon, and I thought, I, I, I took a look at Here's some of the stuff that he carried. Now, here he is in the wine press. I don't know, is anybody, how big are these wine presses? I thought, could I get in one? Mm, maybe not. Maybe they're small. I don't know. I, I haven't been there. But he was able to get inside of that. And, and, and the reason is to hide the wheat that he had from the Midianites. Make sense? So he's doing the right thing, but he was doing it in the wrong place. And how many of us are doing the right thing, but Father said, no, 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 not, not here. And I've heard it said, and I just love it, for me... I need to stay in my lane. Because when I do as fathers, right? John, that's your lane. You are no good at playing keyboards. Don't go there. John, you are not very good at don't go there. But when I figure out my lane, when you figure out your lane, and you know father's in it, bam, doors open up. Things happen for you, right? Favor, favor is just poured all all over you. So here's this man. He's a judge. He's a mighty man of war. Do you, see the, do, you see, do you see the schism there? Do you see? Isn't he in a barrel? I don't know if he stepped on wheat, how they thresh that in the, right? He was the youngest of a poor family. He's the son of Joash. So here he is in this wine press. And as I thought about this, I thought maybe some of us, like Gideon, have an amazing call on their life. Full stop. You do. It's too late. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's too late. You've got a call on your life. But had he stayed in the wine press, he would have never realized the call, the greatness, the, 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 the work of the Father in his life to make all things come together, right? And so it is for you. So it is for me. So I think, why was he in the, the wine press? And I'm going to spend a little bit of time on the scripture. Verse 12. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. Are you kidding me? This guy's hiding out in a tub of wheat. Right? It's what he is. But the angel came, and what did he speak in 
to Gideon. He spoke destiny, right? He spoke future. He spoke possibility. He spoke opportunity. He spoke calling. This is not where you're supposed to be, right? And then I thought, I know a couple of people that are maybe still hiding out in the wine press, <laughs> right? Now, I'm not going to point to anybody because I'd have to do this. Sometimes it's just, and what holds them in that wine press? Fear. Fear is a horrible thing. Right? I love that. I get Christmas. Christmas time is a wonderful time for me. And I keep hearing, spoken to the shepherds. What did they say to the shepherds? They said, fear not. Fear will paralyze you. Fear will take you out of your calling. Right? So what I'm saying is, I'm spending a lot of time is just when you step out into your calling, when you, when you understand that that's what you're called to be, don't worry about how it's going to happen until you step out. And you saw some examples of that this morning. Again, I go back to Stacy. I asked her, what are you going to speak about? Because, and, and even, uh, even Kevin, when he, is, he stands up and he gives a word, often when he gives a word, he doesn't know what the word is until he releases. Isn't that right? Please stand. Boom! The anointing comes and it flows through him. That's when he needs it, right on time. And that's how it is for you. That's how it is for me. When we step out into what Father has called us, then the anointing comes. That's when it happens. That's that place where heaven meets earth. Does that make sense? Are we tracking okay? Amen. Come on. Oh, I need some water. Is that okay? A little blood water. Okay. Yeah, mighty man of valor. Some translations, while he's, in the, while he's in the wine press, mighty man of valor, makes no sense to the natural mind. Man of God. This is a guy that's hiding out in a barrel with wheat so nobody sees him. And I'm just making a point of that. So maybe that's you. Maybe that's you this morning that you think, well, I, I, feel, I feel maybe I could. I don't know how I'm going to do it. That's, don't, that's not your issue. Don't, don't figure that out just yet. If you feel the call, if you feel the draw, right? And that's for every person here. Does that make sense? Scary, but okay, right? Verse 14. Then the Lord turned to him, to Gideon, and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Have I not sent you? That's sort of like, you know, if I've sent you to do something, I will make sure that it will happen. It will come to pass. 
pass, to pass. Not, again, not by might, not by power. In other words, there's a lot of things that the father does. He's never checked with me about some of the stuff that he does, right? And he, but nonetheless, it happens. Things happen. Doors open. Opportunities presented. Finances appear. Gets a call from uh, 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 Eastern Canada. I don't know how that works. You know a lot of people, I guess. And that, that per chance, that someone could say, that, well, that sure is lucky. I think it was a divine appointment. Right? So how many times does show up, God shows up for you and for me, and it looks like chance. It's a setup. Right? It's a setup. And if Father does it, you have the anointing, you've got the spiritual wherewithal to, make, to bring that thing to pass. But it won't, the, the download doesn't come until you step into that place. Does that make sense? So that's why you can look at something and say, I couldn't do that. No, you couldn't. Until you step into it. That's what Father called you to. Does that make sense? Are we okay? Are we still tracking? Yes. Nobody's nodded off yet? <laughs> okay. I love it. So, so, to say he was a security cat, I don't want to use that, but... But the guy had problems, right? He's hiding out. And the Lord says to him, Surely, now his name wasn't Shirley, right? It's just what it says here. Throw that in there. I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Now that was a big statement because these Midianites outnumbered him, right? And there was no way in the natural. That it could happen. It could come to pass. How many times, and I'm just going to go back to that call, uh, Lee and, and, and company, Lee and family, Lee and friends. How could that happen? It's impossible in the natural. So what I'm saying to you is, get jazzed about this, the good news. If Father's called you to something, he will bring it to pass. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't know how it's going to happen. I just, well, I, ha- I haven't been to Bible school, and uh, I don't have a lot of finances, and uh, I'm not that good looking. Um, I, don't know how it's, I don't know how it's going to work out, right? But if you've been called, Father will make a way. He'll bring it to pass. So what I'm saying is, I'm just encouraging you to, to step into your destiny, right? The starting line gets really dull after a while. And what, when you begin to move into that stuff, and I just... Like, I just marvel at what God does. Because, you know, there's too much good stuff for you to be doing it. It's not me. It's Father through me. It's Father through you. Right? Ow! Come on. I'm going to preach myself happy. So he gets this visit from the angel. We got that far, didn't we? Well, that would be a pretty good word. He has a bit of a chat with the angel, and the angel's giving him sort of his marching orders. Can I, can I say that? And the Lord is going to, he says, I'm, uh, surely I will be with you. In other words, I'm going to back you up. Now, you would think that that would be enough, wouldn't you? No, not for Gideon. No, no, no. And I was going to stop there, and I read a little bit further, and then I thought, he wants a sign. He wants a sign. So Gideon says, now that I've, it's almost like a, a, a deal, right? Well, now that I've found favor in your sight, now that I've got this thing going, now that you and I are buds, now that I've got the call, now that the, 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 the marching orders have been given to me, 
So what, what did Gideon do? He prepared a sacrifice. A young goat, unleavened bread, and an ephah. Now, just to back up just a little bit. The angel was still there, but Gideon wants to sign. So Gideon, Gideon says to the angel, can you just hang in there with me? I'm just going to go catch me a goat. Right? And I don't know. It, it had to be messy. I don't know what they... The goat wouldn't have cooperated had the goat known. You know this, Becky. <laughs> so somehow, because there are young ears, we'll leave that part out. <laughs> Boom, he shows up with the goat, shows up with bread, puts a little something over the top. The angel's carrying a staff. Am I so far so good? And he touches the offering. <laughs> the offering is received. You would think, that's enough. Gideon, get out of my way. I'm Gideon. I just had like two things happen for me. An angel talked to me, gave me my marching orders. That, well, maybe I could use one more sign, right? Now, I don't know if he was slow or he didn't, he doubted himself or what was going on for him. But I'm going to jump down to the first, again in chapter 6, verse 36. So Gideon says to God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you've said, right, you said this, look, I shall put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. We know this story, don't we? If there's dew on the fleece only and it's dry on the ground, then I shall know, he uses the word know, I will know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said. Well, we know the story. He does just that. Well, one would think, that's it. Now you know. Now you've got the sign. Now you know that I will, I will promise never to leave you, never forsake you. We're going to go forward. <laughs> Poor little one. Then Gideon says to God, <laughs> I like this, he prefaces it, but don't be angry with me. I don't know if he used that voice, but I'm surprised he even asked for a third sign. You know, I'll show you a sign. Zah! You know? But he didn't do that. What I'm saying, and also, too, you have to figure, this is a patient God. Do you get that? I don't always figure it out in the first, well, first, second, third, fourth. Right? I don't always get it. But Father is faithful. So wherever you are, whatever call you feel is on your life, continue to press in. It's okay to ask and ask and ask. How many times can you ask until you get an answer? Does that make sense? So Gideon says, number three, don't be angry with me. I'm sure that's the voice he used, the very voice. But let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Now that it be dry only on the fleece, but on the ground, let there be dew. He's taken that same thing and he's reversed it, right? And God is faithful. He will be faithful to you, for you. 
when you press in to that call. Now, here's this guy. Remember, he started out in a wine press. Not very impressive. A hidden warrior. So what was holding him in that wine press? Was, it was fear. Like, I'm really afraid to do this. I, I just need some reassurance. And I think a lot of times for us, that fear holds us back. Fear is it's like a paralyzing agent, isn't it? It's just like, oh, I could, ooh, I could never do that. I could never talk to uh, that person in the coffee shop. Oh, hi. Uh, you come up for air. I like the way you said that. You know, he's really doing what he's doing. And Father said, now, had he not looked up, that would have never happened for him. Had he not spoke out, there would have been no exchange. Does that make sense? I remember witnessing to somebody in a fine restaurant. They got a big M on the front there. <laughs> we were doing a treasure hunt, and I thought, this is the guy. Now, I don't always get it right. Okay, a lot of times I don't. I sat down. Excuse me, sir, he's busy attacking a quarter pounder or something. It was, it, it was runny, it looked good. And uh, I says, um, I'm on a treasure hunt, and I think you're my treasure. Yeah, okay. Wasn't captured by the Holy Spirit just yet, right? And uh, he said, I said to him, I said, I think you have a sore back. No, I don't. <laughs> what do you come back with that? I said, you enjoy your burger. <laughs> so I don't always get it right. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know why I threw that in there. I just thought it would be. Yeah. God bless that guy. <laughs> he could have inhaled that burger. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. So you see, if you're in the wine press and you're open to the voice of God, and I, I'm going to say that you're all open to the voice of God because you're here. Online, you're open to the voice of God because you're there. We wish you were here. I like what Kevin says. If you're not too far away, jump in your car, get over here. Got all kinds of seats, right? He does do that. I do. But he was called while he was in the wine press. While he, in his own mind, in his own thinking, I'm sure had to think there is no way this could happen. Does that make sense? And I wonder if I can just kind of poke you just a little. Has Father called you to something? And you think, there's no way this could happen. You all need to come out of your wine press, right? Once you step out, then it all starts to open up. If you stay in that place, there's no reason to have the download. Does that make sense? That's not a mean father. He's just saying that, you know, we, we, we just, we're, we're called, and we just need to step into that call. Does that make sense? So let's talk about some of those fears that hold us, that paralyze us. Fear of the now. Fear of the next. 
fear of what we've done, fear of what's, what's been done to us, fear of windows that we see on the outside because we can see outside and see what all the craziness that's going on. And this week has been a week of craziness. Would you agree? Fear of mirrors of what we might see in ourselves, and we disqualify ourselves. Fear for our children and their future. And Father says, fear not. When he says that, really what's implied there is the choice. Did you catch that? It's so subtle. You don't have to stay there. Right? You keep, you keep just doing what Father calls you to do, and he will anoint that if he's put that on you. That's what happens. That's how it happens. Mighty warrior. So in other words, when you know who you are in Christ, you'll never be held back by where you are in life. That's identity. That's what it is. And we talk about the school, a shameless plug for the school. Is that, yeah, hallelujah. We spend a whole year, year one, teaching people their identity. It takes that long. Some of the stuff goes back to when we were kids. You're stupid. You'll never amount to anything. We don't have money. How can you think that? Don't think that. Right? Anybody hear that stuff? Oh, well, it's just my house. I don't know. Here you go. God doesn't require you to come out of where you are in order to discover who you are. He tells you who you are so that you might come out of where you are. Right? 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 Come on. I'm going to do it one more time. God doesn't require you to come out of where you are in order to discover who you are. He will tell you who you are so you might come out of where you are. Step into your promise. Step into your, your calling. Step into that anointing. Does that make sense? That's what he's got for you and he's got for me. Come on. So in other words, when you know who, where you, who you are in Christ, you'll never be where you are. You don't, have, you don't have to stay where you are in life. He calls us forward. And there's a, a, an enemy who would love to sidetrack us. I don't want to give him any airtime, but sometimes you just get discouraged. I don't even know where that's coming from. I can tell you where it's coming from. And if you thought about it, you would know where it's coming from. Hallelujah. So who are you? What defines you? More importantly, who defines you? Oh. Right? It's all authority. The ultimate authority is in Christ. True? So if he tells you who you are, anything else is just chatter. Does that make sense? You can, you can just step into that. That's what you're called to. It's Christ that defines you. John 14, 1. I love this. Such a sh- and it goes, the verse goes on, but let not your heart be troubled. Right? And again, I think of the nonsense that's gone on. And that could really weigh you down, but it, does, it doesn't have to. That stuff, 
although I can't see how it's going to all work out, it has to bow its knee. That stuff has to go. That stuff does not have power over me. That stuff does not have power over you. Father's in the game. And he's going to make it happen. He's going to bring it to pass. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And so we are called to pray, if nothing else. If we can't go to Ottawa, you know what? I could pray at my house. And Father God, you just release what it is that has to be released. Break open what has to be broken open. Shut down what has to be shut down. You have that power. I have that power. So you're not defined by your circumstances. You're defined by, defined by his covenant. You're not defined by the trouble you're going through. You're defined by the heaven you're going to. You're not defined by your gifts. You're defined by his grace. You're not defined by your failures. You're defined by his forgiveness. You're not defined by what took place during COVID. You're defined by what took place on the cross. You're not defined by how many people like you. You're defined by the love of one and only Savior. That's what you're defined, right? That's what you are. That's what I am. <coughs> Pardon me. And once you get that, a hold of that, you never let that go. You see that freedom for you and for me, is, you say, it's been free. No, it's paid for a very high price. The cost was amazing. I can't. So the cross defines you. The empty tomb defines you. The upper room defines you. His shed blood defines you. You're defined by Galatians 2.20. Paul writes, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Christ lives in you. Right? The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus defines you. Right? Once you got that figured out, never, ever, never, ever, right? Let that go. That's when all things become possible. You, me, I'm going to use we in this. Ready for more? Can you take it? We are the light of the world. We are the city on a hill. We are the people of the world. We are salt and light. We are prophetic. We are disciples and witnesses of Christ's followers. We are the children of the cross. We are the fruit of the empty tomb. We are the product of the upper room. We are redeemed by the Lord. We are forgiven. We are forgiven. We are favored in Jesus. We are world changers. We're history makers. We are the church of Jesus Christ. That's who you are. Never settle for less. Right? Never settle for less. You are not what you did to yourself. How many people have you heard? Well, if you only knew what I did, God could never use me. Too late. Father already knows. He uses broken people like you, broken people like me. And the healing comes when we step into our calling because those things which aren't of him fall away. I don't know how that all works, right? Right? It falls away. You are who God says you are. It's not where you are in life. It's about who you are in Christ. Wow. Your identity in Christ will bring you to the end of your captivity. 
Wow. Another word for that is freedom. You heard that this week anywhere? Freedom. I release freedom. If you're bound, if you're held back, if you're oppressed, if you feel less than, that's a lie from the pit. I release freedom over everybody here. Take it. Big, big. Right? It's time to become who you are, who you've been called to. Don't get stuck in, well, I don't know how it's going to happen, but if God is in it, it's going to happen. Does that make sense? The worst thing you can use is logic, <laughs> right? Well, I don't know how he's going to do this one. But he didn't check in with you. He didn't check in with me. You're God's handiwork. You're created in Jesus Christ to do good works, which Father has prepared in advance for you. You see, that'll never be revealed to you until you get out of your own wine press. Does that make sense? Ooh. I don't want to salt anybody. We can maybe use some keys. Sure. Thank you. God does not call the perfect. He calls the willing. He doesn't call the person who has it all. He calls the person who's willing to give it all. He calls warriors like you. God works with what you have at hand. And every one of you, every one of you have something at hand. You may say, well, you can't use me. I, 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 I. You do. Get over it. Pray about it. Father, you know, I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm just saying it's late in the day. Right? And you have what it takes in Jesus Christ. He equips you, and we talked about that earlier, on the way as you step out. As you step out. The angel reminded Gideon of who he was and what he already had. And that was the victory. The guy in the wine press. You got this, Gideon. Are you serious? I don't think he said that, but right? I could see him just saying that. I, I, you know, there he is. It does little good to complain of, of God of what we don't have. We're to give thanks, praise for what we already do have. What you already have. What you already have at hand. I know, this comes from here, I know I'm standing in greatness because I know that every one of you have a call. Every one of you have a purpose. It matters not. You think, how is going to happen? That's been given to you. That's been released to you. And a father has released to you least it to the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's your call. So I'm encouraging you. Fear has no place. It happens. But in spite of that, you step over that stuff into your call. I see uh, kids up at the front here just playing, having a good old time. They don't care who's looking. To 
to have that, that, that just knowing that they're in the house and in a good place. And that's what Father, He doesn't call us to have it all figured out. I promise never to leave you, never to forsake you. We're going to figure this out, you and me. I got your back. You're not in this by yourself. Need some doors open? I'll open them. Need some finances to do the work of the ministry? They'll appear. You need to be a, 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 a whatever. Father will give that to you. Does that make sense? Do you get that? Yeah? Has that been your experience? Right? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Second Peter. Chapter 1, verse 3. His divine power. Oh, that feels yummy. Divine power. Plug me in. That's what Sozo does. Divide you. Plugs you into divine power. It's given us everything we need, everything you need, for a godly life. I think the saddest thing is when people have it all and they don't know they do. Take stock of what you have at hand. And you know what? If it's not enough, did you know you could pray for multiplication on that? There's a gemstone that was found not too long ago. Talking with Kevin about it. It's a diamond. While they, now I figured this one out. While they were looking at it, it grew. I don't know, I don't have to figure it out. I just have to say, thank you, Father. So what I'm saying is, the little you have at hand, the widow's might, that little bit of oil that the widow had, right? I've just got just a little bit of oil. Well, keep filling these jars. Well, that's not gonna go very far. Turned out, all the jars that were gathered, isn't that right, as the, as the, as the story goes? was enough oil for all of them because of what Father had. So I just want to encourage you. I just want to realize, just fan your greatness. That's not to, that's not to, to it's just, it's just to, to call you forward, to call you up, to call you out, and to know that you don't have to have it all figured out before you do it. It happens in the going. Does that make sense? So I'd just like to pray over you if I can. I'm on page eight, Kevin, you'd be proud of me. I just thank you, Father God, for this awesome, awesome congregation, this house. Even now, Father God, let that spirit fall. Just feel it. Just let it fall. That goes online. Let it fall. Let it come into your home. Let it come into this house. Let it fall on you. Because I know that I know that I know the Father will make a way even when we don't see a way. He's just saying, are you willing? And if you are at the point of willingness and what seems impossible is where it happens. Right? It's right at that junction. It's right at that place. And you get to see the overt power of Father God in your life. Okay? Be good.
Identity. That's identity, is it not? That's exactly what it is. Thank you for that. We've got some extraordinary anointed people that pray. And uh, I would ask for those people that, that are on that prayer team to come forward. Maybe you need a touch. Maybe you're looking for a nudge. Maybe you're saying, Father, I know there's a call, but I'm not quite sure. You can have somebody partner with you and just pray into that. It's called destiny. It's called your future, your hope, your reason for drawing breath, right? I just want to thank you so much for coming here this day. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So please stand. Grab the hand of somebody beside you. If you're on the end of a row, move over. And just release blessing. Let it transfer across. There's something about the power of touch. Thank you, Jesus. Be released. With the, with the knowledge that you will never be the same again. Look to the person to your left and to your right and just release blessing over them. Have an amazing week.